Well, greetings, Doug. Oh, greetings and salutations, Karen. How goes it? It goes. Happy summer. I know. First day. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I saw a social media post today that was something like it's all downhill from here because now it's going to start getting darker again. (laughs) 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 It's like, and I'm like, oh my God, winter's coming. Like, that's the first thing. Didn't realize that I was in the glory days already. (laughs) I was like, oh, winter is coming. Um, So, yeah. So, guys, you know, summer's almost over. But, I mean, we have some bright days and warm days for a while. Let's not, you know, throw the whole thing out. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I guess it's better because Karen and I were discussing this. I brought it up right before we started recording. Um, We need some sunshine. We need some warmth coming through these windows because it is a chore to watch the current crop of, of Melrose episodes. I'm very curious if anybody is still with us. Yeah, we can't answer that ourselves. You guys have to let us know. Yeah, like um, I'm really kind of curious. Like Facebook us, let us know. Like, are you are you watching along? Are okay. we at least doing the work for you and you're enjoying that? Please say yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I can't tell. You know who's given? Like, have they given up the ghost? Like I like I don't know. I don't know. And are they just like listening to us because they're just like, yeah, we don't need to know. Yeah, I. I kind of hope for their sake that's what they're doing. I mean, because, A, we're very entertaining. Um, And, B, like, spare yourself. I know. I know. We're going to do it. We're going to walk through this episode. And I don't know that we'll have anything wise to say, but we'll be cutesy and charming as we go through it. We'll do our best. Yeah. You know, we go through the episodes now chronologically sequentially as opposed to by storyline by storyline which makes more sense they're all somewhat linked um because otherwise we could just like chunk whole storylines out in like two seconds i feel like do you want to just do that then no no yeah, i mean <laughs> and we'll just move on to the boulevard i mean <laughs> i mean like let's give them their due i mean maybe all we'll right. maybe Maybe the things that I think are dumb, you're like, no, that was okay. And maybe I'll find something worthy and something you thought was utterly stupid. I, I don't guess, know. I guess. Although at this point, I also feel like I'm kind of only half-ass watching things. Um, I had to do a little bit of work while I was watching close to the end. And I was like, I'm not even going to rewind it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I find that I'm kind of like, oh, let me just check Instagram. Or let me just, like, while it's running. Because it just, it, at this point, like... It's just background noise. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking notes. So I'm like somewhat attentive. But if I miss something, this is not Proust. I don't need to go back and uh, and, and figure it out. And here's the other thing. I don't think there's a storyline now that I'm like rooting for. That I'm really like behind. In any no, way. you know why? Because everything is stupid. So I was totally like behind Megan and Ryan being happy, even though Ryan, the actor, is quite terrible. Um, but I kind of thought it was kind of cute. Like I kind of thought that there was some, like some charming stuff going on with how they were never able to really like get together, and there was a yeah, lot of I like agree. miscommunication. It was very romance novel tropey, which I loved. Like I was like, okay, I'm here for this. And like now they're putting they're they're pushing that storyline in a different direction, and I really hate where where that's going. And 
they've just made Michael a laughing stock. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like they're just all of the storylines. Yeah, all of the storylines are terrible. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Let's see if there's any that we can find a way to impeach as we go through it. Probably not. But um, I think I made a special note during the Kelly, the the Megan Ryan storyline mm-hmm. that I will read aloud when we get to it. Okay. All right. Cool. So I don't. Oh, so so and and also. Also, because this is our cold open, they have been relying so heavily on these dream sequences yeah, now. Yeah. It is really making me angry. Yeah, it's too lazy and and disinteresting, I guess. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So, take it away. Well, that's where we start, right? <laughs> it's another dream sequence. So, it's we open on Michael and Jane, and they're living the high life in some mansion with him on a pool float and she's getting manicured and you know this is because they realized they were going to have to budget last week and then michael suddenly started seeing more dollar signs when he saved this uh big finance guy who offered him you know an investment that would change their lives and bring them millions so we're in this dream very clearly a dream from the start and then this busty blonde woman comes over to their like backyard pool and tells him, what does she say, that a patient has a boil on his butt or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even and, remember. And then he asked her to repeat remember. it. And it's then it's Michael coming out of his dream in the hospital. And it's the woman morphs into Nurse Amy and he snaps out of it. And, and then Jane shows up with, she's brought him some Thai food and he says he's already ate. And the, you know, the writers are hammering home that Michael is working very hard and has little to show for it. And being a doctor is not as glamorous as you've always been taught to believe on TV. Um, and that's that. And then let me go to Kyle's, the restaurant. <laughs> Drunk Kyle's, yes. So Kyle came back to New York, to LA from New York last week and Amanda thought he cheated and she kicked him out. So he's like packed up a hobo bag of his stuff. Um, <laughs> And goes to his place of business, which has, you know, like an office with a couch. And he's just going to crash there. And he asks for a bottle of scotch from one of his bartenders. And Eve is singing and Peter is there. And they both see Kyle. So Peter follows Kyle into his office. Uh, He asks about New York. And and Kyle says, yeah, Amanda ended it. And Peter's like, why? And he goes, well, there were two models coming out of my apartment of my hotel room at 7 a.m. and she's and then peter's like were you using these pills and he's like yeah and he was like you didn't return my call so i had to get street drugs and <laughs> it's so stupid and peter's like really trying to scare kyle straight and kyle does i mean like rob estes is worse than he was last week when we went on a whole thing about how bad he is and he says like i know these make me feel better it's like after school <laughs> special but not as entertaining. It was awful. You know, and then Kyle starts acting out and goes, I'm so sick of people telling me what to do. And, and he, and he starts to say like, he's got to protect Amanda, who again, he has been lying to not cheating on, but lying to about what he thinks his condition is. And then Eve comes in and she's like, we can all hear you fighting in here while I'm singing. And, uh, and Peter says that then if Kyle's not going to tell him, then he's going to tell Amanda. And right when Eve comes in, Kyle plants a kiss on her. So then Peter shoves him off and he takes him and Eve out of there. Uh, and then Kyle shoves some books off the shelves in anger. 
and this is basically what we're in for in a nutshell for the next 40 something minutes. Right. Buckle up. <laughs> so, um, uh, after the commercial, we come back and Michael is driving the new Ferrari that the guy sent him uh, while he's listening to like Dean Martin. I mean, they love hammering in on the fact that Mancini is Italian. Do you know? Did you know? Um, yeah, they really and, do. You know, and he's like showing off his car to these two blondes that are parked at the light next to him. Um, he shows up at the house of uh, the, the guy, Perry something. Burnbaum, I don't know. I think um, it was just Perry, wasn't it? Just Perry? They mentioned his name in the last episode, and I think later on, I oh, think okay. I wrote it down. Uh, I think it's mentioned closer to the end of the episode. And Michael is like saying he wants to, but he can't invest in in this thing. And then Perry tells him about a new opportunity, and he's like, and this will only require you to invest a hundred thousand dollars. And Michael's like, all right, I'll find it, I'll get it. Wasn't the last thing a hundred thousand dollars? I thought it was too, because we had already seen that the children's foundation or whatever it was called had that money but this but he's clearly like he did the math he's like typically you'd need 150 but for you you only need to put in a hundred thousand and then you'll get millions back in days so michael's Mm. like again dollar size okay i'll get it but yeah i think it was a hundred last time i think it's a hundred thousand now this time um and for not the first time in this episode or for the first of but not the last. Eve comes over to Amanda's apartment to ask about Kyle and New York. And she's like, matter of fact, Kyle cheated. The marriage is over. Eve tries for the first but not the last time to tell her to give this relationship another try. But Amanda really seems like ready to move on. Uh, I don't totally blame her. Um, Me neither. And uh, so then we get to the stupidest storyline, if you can believe that. Megan comes to work and Lexi shows her the personal ad that Megan has had published in whatever local paper um, so that Lexi can find her her dream man. But Lexi doesn't like this approach. So Lexi tells her to pull the the ad and Megan sees that she's already gotten a ton of mail. So the ad is working um, and they spend a little bit going through some of the letters and photos and, and Lexi's like, but you can't tell anyone that we're doing this or, you know, or where all these letters are coming from, that sort of thing. So Megan still has to do this dumb project to hook Lexi up because she really thinks Lexi will make her a partner on this firm that I'm not even sure where the money comes from. or what, Yeah, what I know. Do they have clients? Are they any good? Yeah. Like, you know, I thought Amanda was like eating her dust, you know? You know, I mean, the only two employees that we see are Megan, who's had no job, no job other than being an admin and being a prostitute. And Ryan, who comes also from like financial planning. So I'm not really sure how they all became these big ad mavens, but here we are. Oh, wait. Well, Ryan works for Amanda, so so Megan is the only one that right. I've seen there. So, yeah. Never mind. Well, what was the assistant's name? The one that she stole? The one yeah. that was lying on yeah. Amanda? I don't yeah. remember her name now. <laughs> she was actually probably good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and, okay, so then Eve knocks on Kyle's office door. He's asleep on his couch, and it's the afternoon. So she gives him a coffee, and and he and he's like trying to push her away, and and she says she owes him, she owes him her happiness, and she wants to help him, but he's got to clean up his act, and she's gonna try and and reunite him with Amanda. Uh, and then we have a funny moment of 
Peter and Michael at the hospital, and Michael is on the phone trying to talk Jane's dad into giving him the $100,000, and Peter's just listening. Uh, Jane's dad says no, by the way. And then, uh, you know, Nurse Amy tells I Michael... I thought it was kind of ballsy that he asked him in the first place. I mean, it is ballsy, but it's also, like, it's a joke scene because it's on the phone. If it was, like, really him talking to Ken Howard and asking him for all this money, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, big balls. But this is like, all right, well... You're sort of throwing it away, but yeah. Right. And of course, it's not a secret from Jane, because as we'll find out, Jane's dad did tell Jane that lunatic Michael asked her for it. <laughs> lunatic. Did he call him lunatic? I don't even remember <laughs> specifically. No, I mean, that's my name. <laughs> and... And then the, the nurse tells Michael that he should count his blessings and think of all the poor children and that they're all working so hard for. Um, and I think either she or Peter talks about how much money they've raised. So then very um, not stealthily, Michael sneaks back into Peter's office and logs in and transfers the money from the poor sick children into his own account. Um, and then we have another scene of Eve telling Amanda to get together with Kyle and give him a chance. And Amanda tells Eve to butt out. Um, and and then Ryan waltzes in. And Ryan, of course, has a vested interest because Kyle is his brother. And he doesn't really see yet just how like rock bottom Kyle has gotten. Uh, and they both reinforce with Amanda that he didn't cheat. And Amanda's like, I don't care. Goodbye. Um and then uh, the guy Perry comes in to thank Michael for the money um, and says, just you wait, a lot of money is going to be coming your way. So just uh, hold your breath there on that one. And so then Megan is at work and she's confirming like a dinner reservation. She's to, for like the Lexi man scouting um you know and ryan overhears her making plans and you know the, the plans include like renting out like a hotel suite by the hour and of course we know what megan was doing before i and know so, and like so, why would she need the hotel i, I, I yeah but anyway like the whole thing yeah you know, i mean like we all we see where it's going and it's so forced and so mm -hmm. stupid and so megan won't just tell him what this project for lexi is it's not like she's not telling other employees like she's keeping it a secret from her boyfriend like you don't really need to do that yeah it's um stupid. so he's assuming the worst uh, in his mind and it's you know it's it's like megan just tell him and rightfully so because what else could be like right like you're like what could be the super secret project yeah like what, what by the hour. yeah come on now I, I, I think this is the thing that like this is a stupid storyline that is so obvious and you see where they're going with it yeah Michael's storyline is a stupid storyline. Yeah. It's so obvious. You see where, where he's going with it. I mean, when you get to what happens to Michael, ain't nobody going to be surprised. That's the thing. That's uh, that's how I feel, too. And the show wasn't like that. No. The show, we were actually rarely ahead of where the show was going because it was so crazy. Right. And now right. it's lazy. From and crazy lazy. to lazy. <laughs> I think that's the title of this episode. I think I'm going to write that down. From yep. crazy to lazy, because that's exactly. where we are. So, um, so yes, yeah, so he's assuming the worst, and then on his way out from talking to Megan, he sees Lexi, and he's saying, hey, you know, like, work is kind of keeping them apart, and this project is what's doing it, and Lexi goes, oh, there is no project. So, I mean, she's doing that just to cover herself, but, um, but now he doesn't trust Megan. 
But she's like flirty with every single guy that like walks past her. Yeah. Like, like she's every, like, like she doesn't change him, her tune. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it were a man acting that way, we'd we'd call him sleazy. Yes, we would. We would. Uh and then Amanda comes home and she hears a voicemail from Kyle. And he sounds mm-hmm. like he's trying to make some sort of amends. Um, and then there's like a sort of cute scene that doesn't really matter of Michael and Jane doing their laundry in the basement. And she mentions that uh, the dad had said he tried to get money from him and he said no. And she's just like laughing it off. And he says, yeah, well, I invested anyway. Um, and she doesn't realize like or think about maybe where this money came from or how much money he really did invest because where would it have come from? Um, and then she says, uh, they need detergent. So she has to go upstairs and Ryan, meanwhile, has come down to get his stuff out of the dryer. So then, uh, Michael and Ryan are talking about how Megan is working lots of nights and, you know, Michael mentions her hooker past and Ryan says, did you ever have a problem with that? And he was like, nah, not really. And he goes, do you think she'd go back to that life? And he, I think Michael just says, nah, I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, and that's it like it could have been more fun with all of them intersecting with them doing laundry like they did six seasons back but it's not um and then here's something i didn't know that he could do so well kyle was playing piano at the bar and because um amanda has gotten the message so she shows up and now he's drunk. And she says something like, I didn't know you played the piano this well, which is like, well, that's a sign of a strong relationship. Um, <laughs> Nobody did. And uh, so she's actually being friendly. It's like the only time she's kind of thawed out a bit in this episode since last week. But now he's drunk and he's like, I left that message for you 12 hours ago. So he's all he's being all standoffish. Um and things really implode. She says that he's already hurt her. And he says that she hurt him too. And he says that all of the stuff with trying to make a baby put a lot of pressure on him. And that he is sick of being like leather bound uh, by a chain because she's such a taskmaster. And um, he was really mean to her. It was really like he said nasty things. And Amanda says right after this that like that wasn't the alcohol talking. This is the way he really thinks. So she says she wants him out and she walks off and he plays the piano. And, and once she has left the upstairs, she's like she sits alone on the stairs because it's really like thrown her that uh, this is this is over. Like these are really strong, ugly things that mostly he was saying to her like she was firing back at him because she can she knows how to clap back and and speak up for herself but she wasn't she wasn't like lobbing grenades at him but he sure was at her and again it all comes from the fact that he is ashamed guilt-ridden by the fact that he thinks he's sterile but he's not telling her that so he's just doing everything else yeah and and again like i mean who's to say how people would react right but I don't know that people would getting that diagnosis. Like would people lash out like that? No, I know a hundred percent that no. this fictional character that I've never met would not have reacted that way. <laughs> because it just is such a stupid like you wouldn't like, that you could, it's you could be disappointed, and, yeah. you could be concerned, but then you deal with it and make new decisions together. And that's that. 
Yeah, like, I mean, I understand we're watching fiction, but there needs to be some sort of grounding in reality here. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because there's a show I will talk about a teensy bit on the boulevard um, that I basically said that for, although it's a, a show I'm enjoying, so the rules kind of in reverse work in its favor. But um, yeah, it's that's my problem with these late seasons in a nutshell, whereas the first few seasons were so crazy and they worked because they were mostly pulling like a little bit from real life but then just going so far overboard it was fantastic now it's like we're we're employing the soap conventions but really trying to stay as real world as possible and that's actually not fun to watch these stories are labored as a result and that's why i don't like watching these episodes we were saying at one point karen asked us right before we recorded what if we watch two at a time, recap them at once, and then like we're done with uh, the Melrose years faster? And I was like, no, because yeah, I can only do one episode a week. That's our limit. Like we like 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 we're filled to the brim after one episode of Melrose. This show does not lend itself to binging for me at all. Whereas in the early years, it would have. So that's where I stand. Oh God, we're, we're almost, we're almost, we're almost done though. We're almost done. I know, but it's, I mean, does it's, it get better? A, no, I don't think so. No, right. I really don't remember episode to episode what what is left, what happens. I sort of remember a couple things right from the very end. Um, I think it eventually builds to like another crazy place, but I don't know that it's better. Okay. I mean, because I don't know. Okay, so trying to break up Kyle and Amanda, right? Like. I don't know. Like I, I almost miss the days when Peter hired the goons to kidnap her and lock her away in the yeah. cabin. <laughs> it's true. I but mean, almost, almost. <laughs> you know. But I mean, I don't know. I just felt like there, there's got to be another way that we can break up these two people, and especially well, to it was such a. I think what they did to Amanda's character was a real disservice. I think so too. Yeah, I've thought that. Oh, yes, throughout. Because suddenly we have her going from high-powered executive to I'm going to have a I want to have a baby and I want to have a family and I want to have I want to be a stay-at-home mom because as soon as I have the baby, I'm giving Ryan the business and like like it just and I was like that rings so not true, and you know and she just became like a different character and that wasn't her. Yeah, and they've made her not weaker, but in a sense needier. Yeah. Um which which doesn't jive with the Amanda we knew all along. No. Um but also they I I'm trying to remember it could be that I'm just not remembering it. I feel like all that's happened in the two years that Kyle and Amanda have been a couple is there've been various forces breaking them up. And I wish we could have just sat with them as a happy couple for an arc where everyone else had shit going on and they were the strong, stoic couple for like eight episodes. Or like throw shit at them, but let them be a couple through it. it And let them get through it together. How many times have they almost broken up, been pried apart, truly broken up, married other people? Like, that's what the whole thing has been almost since they finally got together. Yeah, yeah. And they've been a couple, and they've been the central couple. Kyle has essentially been our leading male for longer than they've been, like, we've had a a couple together on the show, as far as I can remember. Like, Kyle and Amanda together, 
is the longest running couple at this point. We've had super couples that broke up a lot and got back together, like Billy and Allison or Jake and, and Joe and stuff like that. But like Kyle and Amanda have a lot of time together. And most of that time is dealing with their obstacles separately. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And I do wish that if they had given, if they needed to give them a conflict arc, it was a conflict that they faced together. Yeah, whatever that's that exactly was. what they should have done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, at this point, they're just breaking them up for... Because you figure they've survived all of these things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the one thing that's going to rip them apart. Come yeah. On now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, also, seems, but it seems to be. And also, you know, A&R guy Kyle just ain't working. We're about to get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so meanwhile, uh, Amanda's done with Kyle, so... Uh, she has called Ryan over and we see her in her apartment in sweats, dumping all of his stuff on the living room couch. And she tells Ryan to collect his stuff. And, um, uh, she asks him like how Kyle was the night before. And I forget what he says. I think he says that he's seen him like this before. Yeah. I don't know. It's all like, I don't know if they're trying to tie it to his war years or what, but it's all weird. I mean, like we've, when they brought Ryan on slash invented him, 28 years late um they you know we got the sense that there was a lot of bad blood and resentment from the between the two of them that went back to when they were really young perhaps even before kyle was deployed but they'd never fleshed it out and i don't think ever will but um yeah it seems like kyle's always had mood issues and kyle's always had alcohol issues that they've never really been addressed um so then Shock of shocks, Michael drives over to Perry's house and a bunch of people are moving stuff out because Perry didn't live there. A movie had rented this play, uh, you know, like a studio had rented this house out to film there and had, you know, uh, furnished it and everything. And it basically like this guy staged his house and t- fooled Michael. I'm not clear if he's also fooled other people if this one was just Michael. Uh, I think it was just him based on something we learned. But um, then Michael's like, oh, well, I'll call him on my cell phone. And of course, the cell phone is no longer in service. So Michael was played big Michael time. Michael got scammed. Uh, but also, the children have been scammed. Um, yes, um, the Nigerian spam scam. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's so funny because that's how, I like, now it's, like, all that scammy internet stuff. And back then, you really had to, like... You had to do it in person. You had to... And you had to have a movie crew. You know, you had to do it on a movie set. <laughs> you had to find out. You had to do, like, maps of the stars and, and figure out what was filming where. Um <laughs> And so then Lexi comes in and asks Megan for like an update on her manhunt. Uh, and and she tells Megan that she can start dating the front runners. Not Lexi, but Megan can start screening the front runners for Lexi. This like all Lexi is so weird. Busy. It's so stupid. Um, and Megan, at least she says this to Lexi. She's like, but I'm dating Ryan. And, and Lexi's like, yes, but you have to do this. And doesn't Sterling Conway Lewis sound so great? Um, and, and then Megan like runs the Scantron shit stuff to find the best personality matches. And guess who the, the best match turns out to actually be? Ryan. Ryan. So I could, okay, I didn't understand this part. So Well, this I, seems like a deviation from we already knew, but. Okay, okay. So then I'm not, I'm not, I didn't miss something. So I thought she was getting the names, like she was getting the applicants, let's call it. Like people mm-hmm. were actually mm-hmm. like 
applying to this PO box, sending their letters. And then she was running the, the people that applied through whatever this program was. So does that mean Ryan applied? See, I think it's two different things. But I don't understand either because I thought it was, okay, she took out this ad and the applicants responded with like a letter, a headshot, and I don't know, maybe a resume. Um, And from those, that's what Megan was like. These look like the best fit for Lexi. But then she ran the whole thing with like, there was a questionnaire to match them up with Lexi, which wouldn't Lexi have had to do this herself for there to be a match? That was really like Megan could have guessed but it kind of would be inefficient for her to do that. So Lexi shouldn't have been surprised that Megan was doing any of that, but it wasn't discussed on camera to us. So doesn't doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why Ryan would have done anything if he was just, A, not really looking, but B, happily in a relationship now with Megan. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, nothing makes I, I, that had That was like such a head scratcher. So I don't know. Um... But but yeah, so then we uh, go back to Kyle's, and guess what? what? The band from New York has shown up at Kyle's restaurant. Yay. The next note that I wrote is, all caps, how does a show get this bad? Question mark, exclamation <laughs> point. It's like we talked last week about jump the shark ideas. This is like so far under the sea. Like you can't even see the shark. It's so absurdly ridiculous. So Kyle is the, you know, the great cross country music scout. Um, And these guys just like no notice showed up. uh, And Kyle is like, he's doing like bad drunk walking also because like it's the middle of the day. So he's already tanked. Um, and so the guys all showed up because things really weren't working out for them. And they like got evicted wherever they were staying in the city. But um, they don't have a lead singer. So Kyle has to explain to them that in order to be a band, you need a vocalist. Um, so then Kyle asks Eve, who is not into this, like even slightly, um, to become their vocalist and to like get rid of her band that she's been using for months now um, and replace them with these like degenerates that have just shown up. And she ain't happy. She's not. No. When I'm Team Eve, like, this show is in a real precarious spot. Yeah. <laughs> when Eve is the voice of reason, you're in danger, girl. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Um, so then we go back to, I guess, our most fun story, which is Michael at the cops. And he finds out, finally, what we all knew, that Perry was a con artist. Um, and he travels like... He's like a big deal. He travels from state to state and he targets rich doctors. He fakes this heart condition and then uses, I guess, the same dog and pony show with these unsuspecting doctors who are like, yeah, I, I need more money and this is how I'm going to get it. Um, and so he's, he's done that with Michael. So Michael leaves the precinct and he goes outside just in time to see the Ferrari he got being repossessed. Right. Because, of course. Of course. Um, and I then was the wondering cop, what they were going to do with that, and I was glad that they tied up that loose. I'm glad that they, yeah, and the cop even goes, "Oh, he's still using that Ferrari trick, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> so that was a nice touch, um, because for yeah. a minute, you know, when Michael was sort of driving away from the house in the Ferrari, I was like, 
And I was like, there has okay. to be more with that. There's going to be more with the Ferrari. Yeah. And if they let this go, I'm going to be, it's going to like, that's one of the things where I'm like, I'm going to be really bothered by this. Right. You know, but they did clear that up. So right. that was so no bother. Props to them. Yeah, and the cop even offers uh, Michael a ride home in his squad car, uh, which is like Michael was spending a lot of time this season in cop cars. Yes, he is. It reminds me of um, in Twin Peaks, one of the characters was doing all sorts of like shady, illegal stuff behind the scenes, but they kept bringing him in for the one thing that he was not guilty of. <laughs> which was the murder of Laura Palmer. But it was like, he was doing all these other things that they had no idea behind the scenes. Um, Michael has done horrible, horrible things, but now he's showing up in the hospital for things that, or excuse me, in the um, police station for things that aren't really his fault. He got, he got arrested for taking a VCR out of his own car. He got arrested for being Santa. <laughs> But but these were not the bad things. Oh God, Michael. Um, and then I will read my next uh, note verbatim. We come back to find a warrant video going on at Kyle's because that's basically what this band is doing with with Eve doing the vocals. It's like it's like 1999, but they're doing like 1989, 90 hair metal. Um. And Eve clearly hates this. And when she's done, she says she's never singing with them again. And Kyle says he wants to start an empire with these guys. Okay. Well, good luck. Good that luck. empire is going to strike back real soon. Yeah. Um, Enjoy that empire, Kyle. Okay. So, yeah. And, and had you ever noticed how small the stage was at Kyle's? Or was, are there just a lot of band members? No, everything there is is because is, it's just a set. Everything there looks so tiny and I know, claustrophobic. It, I know it does. I was like, and I know that they were like amping it up so that it looked like you know the guys were like too close to. Yeah, eat. they were really being sketchy. Yeah, yeah, but but still, it just looked like nothing fit. Totally, it was just bad. And they're not really showing much of like the extras reacting to it either, so you can't really gauge when anything is truly a success either. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've seen one person other than Peter showing up at uh, Kyle's and, like, really, like, rocking out to Eve. But by mm -hmm. God. Um, yeah. So yeah. this is when another side of Kyle starts to come out because he threatens to reveal Eve's secret because she's not cooperating with him and his newly hatched plan to become like the new Clive Davis of the world. And then like this band will be the ticket and he needs her to be the voice that will bring it all together. Um, and then Ryan shows up and he sees that they're fighting and he asks what happened and Eve walks off. So Ryan follows Kyle into his office and they sort of fight, you know, like Kyle like attempts a punch, but loses his balance. So doesn't hit Ryan and Ryan gives him the keys to his apartment. He's like, I'm done playing nursemaid. You get yourself home, um, which is at least better than not having given him the keys. Right. Um, okay, so Michael comes home and tells Jane the news, but Jane, too, has already counted on, all, like, this new windfall happening, so she gives him this big gift. She has given them both inscribed Rolexes, um, and she's, like, so happy about what their new life is going to be. I think she says, like, no more doing our laundry in the basement and no more ordering takeout. It's like, okay, but, like, 
someone's you're still gonna have to clean your clothes and eat like are you saying you're gonna cook more are you gonna yeah. hire a chef <laughs> what are we i would assume you'd be doing more takeout if you're gonna be pampering yourself at any rate jane does not know the truth she doesn't even know how michael got home um and then amanda i think she just has a file to deliver to ryan for work which I don't know why you can't just give it to him at work, but um, she's knocking on Ryan's door. And of course, Kyle's the one who answers uh, and he's like trying to clean up his mess. But Amanda's impatient and he tries to tell her what she's going through, but but she's walking away. And then he fires back with, well, it's good that we didn't get pregnant because no kid could ever live up to your expectations. Um, and mm. he says, neither could I. And she goes, finally, we agree on something. Ouch. <sighs> yeah. Ouch. Um, so Michael comes out of a meeting that he and Peter have had with this children's foundation, or I guess members of the board about the foundation. Um, and Michael has apparently volunteered to be treasurer. So uh, he can be even closer to the money moving forward. Uh, and Peter is actually kind of snowed by Michael's uh, apparent having a heart. So um, Peter is also stupid. Yeah, actually, Peter thought... Peter does something else stupid in a minute that I'll talk about too. But Yeah, because um, I was kind of yeah. like, when I saw that, I was kind of like, oh, Peter, I think you usually know better. Yeah, it's like, if no one else, at least with Michael. Um, but not in this moment. And now we're back. I, I don't know if you remember a bunch of episodes ago, Lexi and Megan and Ryan all ended up going out to this really supposedly hot club that looked incredibly yes. like cheap. So they were, yes. we're back there. Oh, excellent. Because uh, Ryan, I guess, has a client meeting with someone at the bar. But that's also where Megan has arranged in public to like meet with uh, the men she is screening to um, fall in love with Lexi. Uh, and um, such a convoluted thing. <laughs> and also, I don't know if you noticed, but like at the bar, Ryan and the guy are they're sitting in director's chairs. Like they're not stools, but they're not nice like high did, chairs. They're like they, director's chairs. So did they not what, have a budget? What like what happened? And like got those, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say, oh, it's Hollywood. It was the theme. I don't know. Uh, but Megan is talking to the guy uh, who himself seems like a, a decent guy. Too good for Lexi. Uh, and he's like, I don't really love it here. Could we go somewhere else? And Ryan is watching them. Um, and he sees them on unnoticed and um so it's looking more and more like megan is somehow stepping out on him um perhaps um by the hour i mean like it's so it's just so dumb. dumb it's like it's so not worth watching it morph into something that's going to be uh a conflict but yeah but here we are and as you said predictable um, so Eve comes to see Amanda now at her office and uh, tells her that she's taking a couple days off from the club because Kyle has like pushed her past her limit. Um, 
And then Amanda tells her about the fight that she and Kyle had just had. And she says some of it was actually true. And she feels that she drove him to cheat on her. So now we're going back to like that period when she blamed herself for Christine's supposed suicide. Oh, last Christine. year. Oh my God, I forgot right? about Christine. When Amanda stopped being Amanda and all of a sudden started swallowing self-pity. Um, and here and, we are again. Know, here we are, and she like she has made the right and strong decision to move on from Kyle because it really is a, like a toxic thing right now. Yes. Um, but then she says, "What am I going to do without Kyle?" And Eve just sort of holds her. Uh, and then we get to the last scene, and this is why I also think Peter is stupid because Peter clearly knows that Eve is having trouble with Kyle, and he knows that Kyle is being a real degenerate and an addict. Um, so maybe just one day I would get dinner from a different restaurant in Los Angeles <laughs> than the one that Kyle owns and is always walking around in. Yeah, I mean, maybe just to, like, give yourself a break. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so Kyle sees Peter and starts asking about Eve because, you know, she called out and I guess left him in the lurch, but whatever, he was an asshole. Um, and and that's when Kyle, Kyle finally tells Peter uh, that more about Eve's past and that she has a secret and Amanda was involved, but Amanda was able to buy herself out and uh, Eve was not. And, uh, and uh, kind of walks away from there. So the jig is half up. Like the cat is mostly out of the bag, but. And that's where we just faded to, to black. That's where we leave the episode. And it's like, okay, I think this whole thing about Eve having this secret is stupid because she doesn't know any of Peter's secrets and they're worse. But um, it, like, it's a real who cares, let the past be the past sort of thing. But okay, if this is going to be like our big season long thing, okay, fine. You finally got to a point where Kyle knew the information, Peter didn't, and Kyle was driven to explode and tell Peter. But it was kind of wasted here. And the whole thing of like all the other stuff going on with Kyle leading to him being this jerk just doesn't work. It doesn't work because, as we've said, Rob Estes can't really act it. It doesn't work because the writing is just so basic and and forced. None of the stars are, are really aligning. And it's similar to when Lexi got the intel about how Peter had Amanda kidnapped and kept threatening to expose it. And then never really got to, and it just sort of faded away. It didn't matter. That's kind of how I feel about this. It's like, you think you have a smoking gun with this, and I'm talking to Kyle and the writers, none of which you can hear. Um, <laughs> but, like, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where we leave it. Oh, it's also so So, next week, Ryan, I guess, has to become more suspicious of Megan and Peter, I guess, has to be really suspicious of Eve, and Jane has to find out the truth. I, I guess it has to happen sooner rather than later. I guess. And, and, uh, and I guess that's where we are. I guess. So I don't know what's going to happen with the band. That's the big mystery. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, Ky- or Kyle's empire. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I have a feeling that Kyle's musical empire is going to end before it begins. I feel like you have good instincts. He doesn't have the chops. Yeah. Excellent hunch. Yeah. Well, so that yeah. was it. Um, 
really, really curious if you guys let us know whether you're actively watching the show and if you've made the move from Hulu to Paramount Plus to to watch along with us. Well, I mean, that's the other part too, right? Like on Hulu, at least if you had Hulu, and a lot of people, yeah, have, a lot Hulu. Of people have Hulu. It was free, yeah. and now we're now you've got to like go. You know, not a lot of people have Paramount Plus. Apparently, I do now. But you know, uh, so so I kind of feel like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but we hope you guys still stay tuned to us because we yeah, try to be funny. Follow, follow along with us. I mean, we're 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 dissecting this like it's, it's just Tony like watching Morrison. it. Yeah, it's just like it's watching just, it, except not thing. painful. That's the thing that the homework is is the painful part of it. it the watching really the show is. is the homework. The doing this podcast, what's not to love? Exactly. Exactly. And we hope that translates over to you guys. And we hope that you guys then follow us over because we're going to talk about some. I think good stuff on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. So please uh, follow us along. Perfect. See you over there. Take care. And we'll be back next week on the block. Bye.